Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe Pizapia, and today we've got a special treat for all of you. It is a live half-point PPR mock draft with some of our favorite folks in the fantasy football world. You know him, of course, from the NFL Network. He is a man of many traits. He also works over at the Fantasy Life, because that's the kind of life he is. He's the one, the only, Marcus Grant, and... His, uh, his best new bud, who is one of my old buds here, my Jersey boy, who a year ago I'm having dinner with, and now he's out there in L.A. being cool, researching for NFL Total Access. He's Laquan Jones. He's out there also uh, working on the fantasy side of things as well. Oh, yeah, and look who showed up, too, from Cape Cod. He's fresh off of his mocktails, <laughs> a little bit of sailing. It's Andrew Erickson. Gentlemen, I hope you are ready because today we got an amazing half-point PPR mock draft set up with some of our users. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Fantasy Pro's YouTube channel because we're going to be doing more of these all off-season long, getting you prepped for the draft. All the pods are on here, all the short-form videos. I just released all of the top 10 league winners. That's a video you can't miss, so subscribe and click that little bell till it goes ding for notifications. And gentlemen, well, not Erickson, he's got dad jokes, but he ain't a father yet. Gentlemen, let me say happy Father's Day to both of you. And also, uh, I got to get this real quick, Marcus, because you are the connoisseur. I haven't seen it yet. How's the new Spider-Verse movie compared to the first one? Holy expletive. I mean, it is. And I I loved the first one. The second one probably knocks it out. I mean, it is amazing. And it's set up for a third. So I don't even know. Like, they somehow topped themselves with the second one. I don't know how they topped this one it was wow. it was really that good oh, i remember when the first one came out you basically yelling at me what do you mean you haven't seen it yet what is your problem <laughs> and i i i took it i took the pain there laquan uh you just saw flash too so should i go see spider-verse first or flash first spider-verse definitely okay. <laughs> i mean i mean spider-verse was elite man again i went in with not low expectations but i didn't think it would be that good i didn't think i don't want to spoil it but i didn't think <laughs> everything would tie in and i'm like whoa this is really really good there you go erickson uh are you a superhero do you have any special talents here that you want to share with us here no 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 super talents for me people say <laughs> that i look like the actor that plays Spider-Man, whose name is escaping me for some reason. Oh, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. He's a Tom Holland like a quality. Bit, so that's my that. superpower. Super yeah. doppelganger. I think powers. of you as like a combination of all three of them together. That's how I think of you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all the different Spider-Mans. But uh, we're going to jump right into it here. We're also using uh, some of our friends on our Discord channel, fantasypros.com slash chat. So again, if you want to be involved in some of these fun things that we're doing here with our good friends in that community... Go join them, fantasypros.com slash chat. Again, our Discord is free to join. If you're a premium subscriber, you get access to a whole lot more channels, including our Mock Draft channel, which is where I pulled all these good folks from. So shout out to everyone who's joining us today. We've got some of our favorites out there too. McTunda's in here. I see Hope for Venezuela. Uh, I don't see Fox in here though. So you guys got a breather here because she usually kicks everyone's rear end. So let's kick things off here and let us start the draft. Oh, the first pick here, Chris selects Christian McCaffrey. Again, half-point PPR. We're going two running backs, three wide. We've got the uh, flex position in there, too. We're going to do defense today. I'm going to throw that out there at the boys. Uh, but 
After that, we had Cooper Cup go second to Laquan Jones. And Laquan, you are a, a Rams guy. So you have <laughs> yeah. zero fear here, it seems like, of going Cooper Cup here, even the half PPR. No, I mean, we've seen this guy bounce back from injury, and he put up a amazing year coming back from injury. And this year, you know, I actually feel a little down about the Rams defense. So I feel like they're going to be playing from behind a little bit. So, you know, Vime is king, and Cooper Cup is the elite guy. I mean, even when he went out with injury, he still was the guy the last two weeks. I mean, two weeks after he was injured. So mm. what are we talking about here with Cooper Cup? <laughs> what are we talking about here? We're talking about practice. Uh, next is Marcus Grant with the third overall pick. I'm picking fourth. I love how you guys went right ahead of me. This is going to make for good theater on the draft today. Uh, Marcus, let's talk about your selection here. You get uh, – my one one from last year slipping all the way to year three. Let's talk about Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I was amazed, right? Um, you know, I, I I'm with you. I th- I think he is the one one this year. I know a lot of people did did that last year, and it seems like while there's no such thing as a consensus anymore, he's the closest thing to that. So I was surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been knowing that Laquan was ahead of me. I should I should not have been surprised uh, after after Jefferson didn't go one. I should have known he was probably going to fall to me. But I was a little bit. I was I was prepared. I'm like, do I go Jamar Chase? Do I go Tyreek Hill? And lo and behold, Justin Jefferson falls in my lap. There you go. Uh, falling in my laugh, again, half-point PPR is a real tough call between Chase and Bijan. But I've decided to put my mouth where my money is because I uh, just uh, continue to talk about Bijan Robinson, who's going to end up being the number one RB in football this year in fantasy football. So uh, I've already talked about it a lot, but, you know, let's talk about him some more because I can because there's a microphone in front of me. This is the guy, folks. Tyler Algier, who we were joking about before the show started, had over 1,000 yards rushing in this offense last year. This is an offensive line built to run the football with a coach that wants to run the football in an offense that needs to run the football. And they have a generational running back talent here in Bijan Robinson on their hands. So I expect him to have an incredible rookie season. And remember, it's not like it can't happen. We had Zeke, we had Saquon. Those are rookie seasons that were right there on the precipice of one overall. Next up is uh, Sty One Lee uh, selecting Austin Eckler, then Jamar Chase. What a value here. 106 to McTunda. Oat Dog selecting Saquon Barkley at 107. Then, of course, to Travis Kelsey to DF Dub Scrubs. Venezuela taking Jonathan Taylor. And look at this, Mr. BPE, Tom Holland, sitting there at the bottom of the draft with two picks. What'd you do, Erickson? Took Nick Chubb, running back for the Cleveland Browns, the NFL's best pure rusher. Ah. And I know that Jerome Ford is going to put up monster numbers this year if you just read any OTA report. But (laughs) I'm going to chase the guy that, no matter what, five yards per carry. Every single year. And for the first time ever, he has an elite quarterback. So I think Nick Chubb's ceiling is through the roof. And even if he doesn't hit his ceiling, oh, no, he finished as RB5. And I drafted him in the first round. I'll, I'll be okay with Nick Chubb. Okay. You will be okay with Nick Chubb. Who would you go for your second pick? I'm not on the clock yet. So not there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were at the turn here. You know, I'm doing this mobily because I was having some problems here earlier. So I I, I got to shift over my screen. My apologies. The 11th pick is FF Collotter. Uh, I think I had one of those in Dunkin' Donuts last week. Uh, Tyreek Hill <laughs> goes, then Stefan Diggs to the Stealth Goblin. You got to watch the Stealth Goblin at the 12th spot. I'm sorry. BPE is at the 10 spot. My apologies. So Diggs and Ramondre Stevenson, not a bad start mm-hmm. there, uh, especially in the half PPR. You know, you're going to have all of the touches probably going to Ramondre. He's going to catch the football, too. He's going to have a lot of those goal line looks. So, uh, look, everybody knows I'm a big wide receiver proponent here early in these drafts, but Erickson, let's talk about for a second. When you go down to the half PPR, to me, that touchdown equity really matters a whole lot more. That's the tiebreaker all the time for me. So how much do you value that running back position and that wide receiver position at the same time as you go ahead and make your selection next? Well, for me, I like to go with a hero RB approach in most of my drafts that I do. I like to lock and load that one running back that I feel really confident about, which is Nick Chubb. And then I just continue to dial away at the wide receiver position, especially looking at guys I think have a lot of touchdown upside. And for me, that's A.J. Brown. Like, I I think that A.J. Brown entering, he's going to be 26 years old this year. And a lot of the rhetoric about A.J. Brown is, oh, well, Devonta Smith was the 1A to 1B to A.J. Brown. It's like, well, A.J. Brown was still the 1A. Like, he's still Batman, even if, you know, Devonta Smith is a little bit more than a Robin as we bring in more comic book references here so i can try to keep up yeah it's very comic heavy show today i expect nothing less when marcus is around (laughs) i think aj brown in an offense if this eagles defense regresses in any way the eagles were always playing ahead in games last year they were never trailing in games and aj brown still had a monster year so if they're trailing more they have to throw more jalen hurts takes another Mm -hmm. step as a passer i think aj brown can turn around another monster season so i love getting him as my wide receiver one 
after Stevenson won in the beginning of the second round, you had Josh Jacobs, then Brown, then C.D. Lamb to Venezuela. D.F. Dub took Devontae Adams. Lots of big discussions about the concern of this year being one of these down years potentially for Devontae with Jimmy Garoppolo, his questionable health all the time around. Then Tony Pollard, second round uh, to Oat Dog. Uh, you would be very proud, D-Bro of Oat Dog, starting there with Tony Pollard in the second round. Then Brees Hall goes to McTunda. I'm up in two picks here. So continuing to look at this draft board and what's available to us here. Um, still some really quality players on the board. And remember, we're using our mock draft software. So if you haven't already, download the Draft Wizard. Download the app. It's free. And go ahead and make some selections and try some mock drafts. Get some friends. If you have any friends, you know, if you don't have friends, get some enemies and start making some mock drafts for you. Now, this is really tempting because to me, there's a big drop off. I don't know if I'm gone back to back running back all year. But man, in this half PPR, I'm super tempted and I'm going to do it. This is so unjoe like but I'm going to go ahead and take Najee Harris. Brees Hall went off the board after Pollard, then Derrick Henry. So I'm going to take Najee, who I think is that last guy. So now I got Najee Harris, B. John Robinson. I might not take another running back until, I don't know, Thursday. Uh, let's see here. Uh, after me, Marcus Grant, you're on the clock with 14 seconds. What are you doing? Uh, we're going to the Sun God, uh, partially yeah. because I, you know, as a as a card carrying USC alum, I have to make sure I try to get a Trojan <laughs> in somewhere along my draft. But also just because uh, I have PPR, uh, the guy that that you know, wide receiver whisperer himself, Matt Harmon, refers to as Bud Light Cooper Cup. Um, why wouldn't you take him? Because even with Jamison Williams, uh, even you know, with all the weapons they have there. Uh, St. Brown is the target monster. He's the target magnet in that offense. He has run after the catch ability. He has touchdown upside. So, uh, and I, you know what? I, I've really been going kind of more of a zero RB. It's it's taken me a while yeah. to kind of fully embrace it, but but that's where I am now. It's so weird. I am always waiting on running backs. Here I am with two in the beginning, and you've got two wide receivers. So if you want to get the, the lowdown on this draft, just kind of reverse Marcus's name and mine, and then you probably have <laughs> what normally happens between the two of us. Uh, Laquan, uh, let's talk about your two picks here because you were almost at the turn. So what would you do with this first one and the second one, and then we'll recap the picks? Uh, I went Joe Mixon, man. I mean, career high targets, reception, receiving yards last season. I mean, I know they had a plan to get the ball in his hands last season, and this season I see nothing changing different. I mean, the guy was second on his team in red zone targets, so he's a running back getting involved in the backfield, you know, catching the ball and et cetera. And he's an explosive player if you like it or not. And I think Joe Mixon, you know, he's going to have another big year. Yeah, uh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, uh, not too bad, too. So Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle. Uh, again, this was PPR. You'd be the front runner right now. Uh, but incredible duo of wide receivers there. Joe Mixon, if he looks like Joe Mixon and he avoids any sort of extracurricular issues, I'm going to put it that way. I don't really know which way we should put it at this I mean, point. They look like uh, they're sticking with them. The organization looks like they're backing them. So, you know, it does seem like that, right? Uh, I mean, right. we'll see. We'll see if that Dalvin Cook signing comes down in the next uh, 20 minutes. That might change. Who knows? Uh, Garrett Wilson goes at the turn here to Chris and uh, Patrick Mahomes. So Mahomes off the board. Then Laquan took Waddle. Marcus, you went tight end. Let's talk about it. Mark Andrews. So how do you feel about this selection here as you continue to zero RB this draft? Yeah, you know what? I I have really become one of the, the people who I'm I'm okay with reaching for a tight end. I don't love the... I don't love reaching for Travis Kelsey in the first round. I get it. I don't knock anybody who does it. I, it's a smart move. It's just not for me. But in, in that respect, then I'm totally cool with maybe going a round or two later and getting a Mark Andrews who, um, look, if if Travis Kelsey wasn't walking the earth, Mark Andrews would far and away be the number one tight end in fantasy football. So I, I'm okay there because it at a onesie position is maybe one of the biggest single player advantages you can have across fantasy. All right, continuing on here, it was my selection. I took Chris Olave. Uh, we'll see what Derek Carr can do for him. Certainly, he's a capable passer. I look at the Devontae Adams numbers last year and some other years of some other wide receivers that played with Derek Carr, and I'm not too worried. Uh, Chris Olave is an extraordinary talent. I don't care if Michael Thomas is on the field or not on the field. We haven't seen him in two years anyway. What's the difference? Regardless, exactly. <laughs> well said. That's about as good of analysis you can get on Michael Thomas. But I feel good enough about Chris Olave being a – low end number one receiver like maybe he finishes 10 11 12 somewhere in that range but the two running backs i have that's a good thing hopefully a better offense this year after chris olave style one took travis atn then t higgins devonta smith jameer gibbs aaron jones and then bpe let's talk about your selection here look so we're half ppr so you really want to value at least in my opinion you want to value touchdowns a lot more 
especially at the receiver position. And for me, that's DK Metcalf because the only way that he's going to outscore his teammates, even the locket, it seems like outscores him every single year. And it's like, well, why are you taking Metcalf in the third round, Erickson? Well, it's because I think Metcalf could catch 15 touchdowns because last year he tied Justin Jefferson for the most red zone targets in the NFL at the wide receiver position. Now, he didn't convert a lot of those touchdowns. So that's what I'm hoping for here by banking on Metcalf here, taking Geno Smith another year in the system. I think Metcalf could have a big monster outlier touchdown season, which is big in the half PPR. That's how I feel about you in this next year in the system of fantasy pros. I feel like you can take a step forward, Erickson. I think the I'm same kind of thing. I'm hoping for him. Maybe I saw my. All right. Uh, continuing on with the selections after DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker, the third, Miles Sanders at the turn, along with Keenan Allen. Great value there in Keenan Allen. We keep talking about that. Uh, after that, we have Josh Allen, Amari Cooper. Back to you, BPE. Let's talk about it. Yeah, just another wide receiver. Again, following my one running back approach, looking at receivers, looking at guys with touchdown potential. Mari Cooper's the number one there. And look, I'm betting, I'm pushing my chips in again here on the Cleveland Browns, as I seem to do on every mock draft that we do, because I think that Deshaun Watson didn't forget how to be an elite quarterback. We saw Michael Vick take a lot of time off and not be in the NFL and come back and make Pro Bowls and be an all-pro player. I think Deshaun Watson can do that too. So I'm I'm buying the discount on all the Browns players and I'm stacking them, stacking them all together. Stacking them all together. There you go. All right, let's take a look at the rest of the board here as we go on here. Uh, we have got, uh, after Amari Cooper, TJ Hawkinson, then Jalen Hurts, so second quarterback going off the board, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Debo, and then it's going to be my pick next. So uh, as we continue to look uh, at the next selection here, I've got some options once again. Uh, wide receivers on the board, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, question mark, where he goes, nobody quite knows yet. I've already finished all my running backs. And now looking at the guys that are out there, I'm kind of glad that I did, to be honest with you. don't really think I'm going to go tight end, not really my jam here. There's enough QBs on the board where I might wait. Now, I might regret that, but these other two guys just lurking in the shadows here, these two. Uh, But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take some upside, have a little fun here. Let's go ahead and take Calvin Ridley off the board here because I think he has another chance to be another 1A wide receiver. Give me two 1As, two true number one RBs. That's how I feel about that. Uh, all right, after that selection of Calvin Ridley, Marcus, you are on the clock. All right. Uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to finally go get a running back now, right? I went three Woo. rounds of that one. I feel like it's about time. So welcome aboard, Dalvin Cook. He's going to sign somewhere. He's going to get a big workload. He's going to catch the football wherever he is. Um, so to get a guy with RB1 potential in the fourth round, I'm cool with it. Okay. Uh, he's cool with it, folks. Remember that. Marcus is cool <laughs> with it. Uh, Laquan, where are you going for your next selection here? I'm going with the other Jack. I'm going Christian Kirk, man. I mean, he led the team in red zone targets last year. He's my dark horse to be a, a, a wide receiver one. And I really feel as though I still feel strongly about this just because Trevor Lawrence is going to go with what he's comfortable with. Calvin Ridley is a question mark, but I do love his upside. And I definitely feel as though you took that pick away from me. So I, I got to take the other guy that I feel as though is going to have a, a huge <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I look forward to stiffing you in the rest of this draft as it goes on. Uh, Christian Kirk going then Rashad White at the turn. Uh, that's an interesting one here. I mean, this is the problem here with this zone of running backs is you start reaching on guys who are on subpar offenses. You know, quality volume is hard to find. You might find quantity. Rashad White might find that. Drake London goes next too. But the quality and quantity, that goes away very quickly in the half-point PPR. Uh, so I'm liking this so far. Uh, Marcus finally did break down and take uh, Dalvin Cook, so he does have a running back. It's coming back to him real quick. Uh, Laquan, as I feared, starting to dip his toes into the QB water. Lamar Jackson off the board here at the 502. Talk to me. Listen, I'm buying into whatever the Ravens are selling this year with Todd Monken. Um, I definitely feel as though we're going to see this this jump, this huge jump in in where he's at in the passing department. And I'm buying all in the Mark Andrews and Mark Jackson. Shout out to Marcus taking Mark Andrews. But um, that's a good stack that I feel like this year is going to be phenomenal and people are going to miss out on it. All right. Well, Marcus, you said, you know, zero RB, but now you took two in a row. Who's that second one? And how do you feel about having a running back on one of the worst teams in football? Yeah, I know. I got <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He is. He's on one of the worst teams in football, but he's also a guy that doesn't have any real competition for snaps and touches in that backfield. And at least at the start of the year, whoever the quarterback is, non-Kyler division, um, yeah. where are they going with the football, right? There's Marquise Brown and where else? I mean, I, I see a situation where it won't quite be Najee getting, you know, a hundred and some odd targets as a rookie because Ben Roethlisberger couldn't push the ball downfield. But I do see a lot of, you know, Clayton Toon, 
Colt McCoy under duress, just just shuffling it off to James Conner um, for a team that's bad. And so I, I think, you know, I get all the concerns. I absolutely do. I just think volume is going to be there and lack of competition really wins the day. All right. Uh, I hope you convinced yourself. That's all I have. <laughs> That's want you to make sure. It sounds really good when you're talking about it. I'm going to go, you know, I am so tempted right now. I'm going to try to be disciplined. I'm not going to do it. Instead, I'm going to take another wide receiver because there's another drop off as far as I'm concerned, too. And I'm going to take another guy who's got explosiveness, who's got touchdown upside for days and the half PPR. And that, of course, is uh, Christian Watson. And I know people are kind of down on him because, you know, it's Jordan Love throwing the football. But but I'm going to try to talk myself into this, just like Marcus tried to talk himself into James Conner. <laughs> I feel like people are discounting the talent just a little bit. And if Jordan Love can be serviceable enough, you're talking about an explosive playmaker. Again, half-point PPR, a guy with the nose for the end zone and big plays. That kind of guy is a difference maker. Uh, Troy, if we could possibly also get that draft board, if you can click on the draft board here and show everybody where that's going. That's a good look for everybody here. Uh, after I took Christian Watson, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin went a wide receiver run. So I am very, very pleased with my selection because now I feel much better after that run just happened. Uh, then DF Dub took Alexander Madison, DeAndre Hopkins for Venezuela, and then BPE, who'd you take here? Looks like you've uh, come around. Big change in Mr. Erickson's takes on the Denver wide receiver core year over year, eh? Yeah, because I got new information. Jerry Judy <laughs> broke out last year at the, when he was helping the second half of the season. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think Jerry Judy, I'm, I'm buying the, the hype on him. I think that... We could see an improvement across the Denver. They can't be worse. They, I don't know if they literally can be. I think they were the worst scoring offense yeah. that we've ever seen. So let's see some improvements, whether it is Russell Wilson. Maybe Jared Sidham goes in and fills in. I don't know. But I think Jerry Judy's primed for a breakout season uh, if he stays healthy. I love it. If only there was a handsome, bald man telling you that Jerry Judy was going to be the guy <laughs> last year. If only. <laughs> if only. Tyler Lockett goes next. Uh, another guy I think is being grossly undervalued. Oh I don't know God. why. Oh, my goodness. Can we all talk about that? You know what? Let's <laughs> let's pause and talk about that. I understand everyone's excited. Marcus, I get it. JSN's very exciting. I understand this. I hear it. But Tyler Lockett's still got a year on his deal, and I don't see any reason why he is not clearly the 1A uh, if not like number one in this offense. So, so why is it being undervalued? Is it just the JSN hype around draft time that people are just stuck in their heads? I think so. I mean, people have been trying to bury Tyler Lockett for a couple of years now. And then all he does is go out and he gives you, you know, uh, 80 catches, a thousand yards, eight to 10 touchdowns. Ho-hum, who needs that? Um, you know, I, I always like in my head have a list of wide receivers we are taking for granted. And Tyler Lockett has now jumped to the top of that list. I mean, before it was guys like Mike Evans, and, and Keenan Allen, uh, Tyler Lock is really at the top of that list. And I think JSN can be good, but I don't see why all of a sudden, you know, Tyler Lockett has been so devalued. I just, I, I don't get it, but I've been thankful for the discount where I can get it. Yeah, uh, an extreme discount here in this draft and every draft. And I'm glad that all of us seem to have the same reaction to it because I yeah. think that always speaks to something. You know, there's a lot of great minds in this community. And when a lot of the great minds all kind of think alike about something, you should pay attention to that. And the reaction that everybody in this room just gave me when I said, why the hell is Tyler Lockett going so late? (laughs) Remember that in August and September, when you have all of your drafts, it's a very important thing to recall. Okay. Tyler Lockett, then Justin Herbert at the turn, John Dotson, Damian Pierce, Joe Burrow off the board to BPE. So Joe Burrow, you got to feel pretty strong about that selection here, right, Erickson? I like the value uh, of getting him in round six. That's kind of the sweet spot I'm looking for. I'm trying to find one of these elite quarterbacks, in my opinion, that kind of fall a little bit down the board. I don't want to be the first person to take an elite quarterback. I'd rather wait a little bit more. So Joe Burrow kind of stood out to me here in round six is a good value. I think that he's a surefire bet to lead the NFL in passing yards. I mean, look, if Joe Mixon's, I don't know how much gas Joe Mixon has left in him. And they don't really have any other running backs behind them. So for me, it's like, let's just drop back and throw the ball 45 times per game. Like Joe Burrow's got all the weapons that he could need. So I'm expecting big things from him, even even without the rushing. Like he's still putting up elite fantasy numbers just as a pocket passer. So 50 touchdowns with a healthy chase, not out of the range of outcomes. Not out of the range of outcomes. Uh, by the way, earmuffs about that Joe Mixon stuff here, Laquan. I don't want you to get upset. All right. So after you go ahead and select Joe Burrow, Michael Pittman, Traylon Burks, George Kittle up next at 606, then Justin Fields at 607. That was my 
That was my bet. I was hoping that he would make it back to me. He did not. I, either him or Burrow. I played the game of Thrones and I lost. And that's what happens. Uh, Style Onely uh, takes uh, Dallas Goddard next. So which means I am now up on the clock. So taking a look at the board here, go safe at quarterback. That doesn't sound like much fun to me. Uh, wide receivers out there, still the Ayukes of the world. Some people that really aren't super exciting to me at this juncture. So tight end. You know what? Let's have some fun. I'm going to go ahead and just all Falcons for Joey P today. All dirty birds. I just can't help myself. Let's Kyle Pitts it up here because this is where the drop off is as far as I'm concerned at tight end. I'm going to take the guy that's got extraordinary talent. I'm going to bet on talent when it comes to Kyle Pitts. I remember his rookie season. I'm old enough. It was two years ago. It was pretty good. Anything not named Marcus Mariota playing quarterback, I think is an improvement. Marcus Grant, who'd you select next at the 610 selection? Uh, I took Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I will say this. I, I, I was sort of kind of glad to hear you say you were going to take Justin Fields because I was I was upset when McTunda took him. And then when you said you were going to take him, I was like, okay, well, he wasn't going to make it, it to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I feel okay about that. Uh, but I did, took Brandon Ayuk. There were two years ago we thought he was going to break out. Then he ended up in the doghouse. Last year, I think, was the beginning of something. And it really was about an attitude change. It was about him deciding he was going to participate as a blocker. And then that that took him out of Kyle Shanahan's doghouse, got him a whole lot more opportunity. And I think I think that rolls over this year, even in what is a loaded San Francisco offense. All right. Uh, and in looking after that, Laquan, you were up next for the next election here at 611. What'd you take? Uh, I took uh, DeAndre Swift a little against the grain of my beliefs about Swift. I haven't been on the Swift train, but... He's home, hometown, you know, he, he's happy, restart, and he's always been in that two-man system his entire career. But I think with this Eagles offense being such a powerhouse, the scoring opportunity is there for Swift to put some points on the board. Okay. Uh, looking at the rest of the draft board here as we move on, looks like a little tight end run is happening. Isaiah Pacheco goes off the board after Swift. And yeah, Darren Waller go. Laquan, you came back and took another tight end. Dalton Schultz. Now, this yeah. is one of the earliest spots I've seen Dalton Schultz go justify it for me i want to hear it this is interesting because looking at this wide receiver core there's question marks with the texans and i really feel as though Dalton schultz can end up being the number one target on that offense i'm not saying he's going to be the best player on the field because i believe that's damian pierce but i think Dalton schultz can easily be the target hog for a rookie quarterback and i'm not saying cj Stroud struggling camp or anything we're not seeing any reports like that but i really feel as though a rookie quarterback leaning on a guy that's very established to be a reliable target Dalton Schultz can end up seeing a, a hundred targets plus this season. Okay. Uh, coming up to me, it's whether or not I want to buck the trend and take a quarterback. Now Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. The question is, mm. do I feel lucky? Marcus Grant, what did you do here with your last pick here before it's up to me? Uh, I took Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, I was, I was looking around this time to start getting a quarterback and you want to talk about a drop off. I feel like he's, after you get past the top six or seven guys, um, you know, he's sort of the top to me of that next tier. Uh, so I'm like, well, let me just get in right here, get myself Trevor Lawrence. I- I'm I'm worried about all the the guys around him because that that offense has so many mouths to feed. But I'm not worried about the guys slinging the football, right? Like I think if you have Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, you're gonna be kind of living on pins and needles week to week. But I think if you got Trevor Lawrence, you're gonna be feeling pretty good about yourself. Safe, efficient spectacular hair what's not to like when it comes to Trevor Lawrence (laughs) uh at 704 I go ahead and I took Dak Prescott because I'm hoping that all the interceptions last year were just a bad trend that he can shake off because the one thing historically speaking this is a guy that always limited his mistakes he is going to be an offense gonna have to throw the football a ton and as of right now it's just Tony Pollard really back there so I assume they're going to be throwing the football more new OC new look we'll see if we're going to let Dak take that next step Deshaun is very tempting but it is a, a risk I don't feel like I have to take necessarily. We'll see. I feel like I'm going to regret taking the quarterback here. We'll find out. Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Mike Evans, Marquise Hollywood Brown next. And then David Montgomery, who I was strongly considering. BPE, you took a guy who's got money inside the jacket. It's Jordan Addison. So what's your expectations for him in 2023? Well, I had to take a Trojan. Because Marcus took the other one. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, so I to Is he really guy. a Trojan? He's a transfer portal guy. Whatever. I don't want to hear about this. Still hey, man, he helped, he, helped, he helped bring the program back. So we, we count him. We welcome All him. All right. Back. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Erickson. All right. I'm just making my other pick here as well. So let me. Yeah, picks are that. flying off the board here. Okay, that I can cool. tell you. So I went back to back with, with rookie wide receivers. I went with Jordan Addison and then Quentin Johnston from the Chargers. Gosh. Basically, I'm just placing my bets on these 
first round rookie wide receivers hitting in year one. I think that a lot of the time that where they end up being ranked is kind of like a hedge, whereas they're usually going to either finish like as a top 24 option or they're just going to flame out entirely. So I want these guys on my bench. I don't need to start them right away. I get to kind of see how they play out with Jordan Addison. If he's taking over that Adam Thielen role, Adam Thielen was top 10 in routes run last year. Is Jordan Addison going to be running? If he's running that many routes, he's going to have an opportunity to put up points. And same same thing with Quentin Johnston. Josh Palmer, right, ranked sixth in the NFL last year in routes run. If Quentin Johnston, even though he's behind Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, guys who didn't stay healthy last year, I think Quentin Johnston yards after the catch, can break tackles. I think he adds another element and even as a downfield threat for Justin Herbert. I like big-time upside with these two players, so I like having them as flyers on my bench. I'll tell you what, man. I like Johnson this year more than Addison, to be honest with you. I just feel like it's not if, but when Michael Williams goes down, we always have the same thing, and I think Johnson can really just get in there right away and really acclimate himself, and you got both of them, which is fascinating. So a lot of upside here for you. Uh, Still just the one running back, Erickson, so we'll see how the draft wizard grades you at the end of the day. But I like what you're doing, and I think to Erickson's point, the draft is for taking talent. You can fill out your team later on, take the best talent you can, there's waiver wire. There's other things you can figure out. There's trades later on. FF, uh, FF Kulater, again, sorry about that, uh, selects uh, Evan Ingram. Then Jackson Smith and Jimga goes to the Stealth Goblin over at the turn. Then starting the eighth round, Javante Williams. Then George Pickens. Then the selection of Quentin Johnson. Deshaun Watson goes to Hope for Venezuela. Then Scrubs takes... Alvin Kamara, Tua goes to Oat Dog. McTunda takes Kadarius Tony Daniel Jones up next. Before I make my pick, I just want to remind everybody, you know, sometimes these picks don't always go well, and you have some guys who are on your bench who you wish you had started. And the nice thing about DraftKings Best Ball is you get the best of all of your team all season long. So they also got $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. And if you're smart, you would join right now the biggest best ball contest today and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest and snake draft your team for the season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points for your top scorers. No ads, drops, or trades. And teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home $1 million in prizes. I did that just for Troy. Head to the DraftKings app and sign up with the promo code FANTASYPROS. Again, it's only with the promo code FANTASYPROS where you get all those perks and join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. That code again, FANTASYPROS, only at DraftKings. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's up to me to make a selection here uh, looking at the board, and I've got these two incredible minds behind me. So I've got to make it a good pick. I've got to really bear down here a little bit, looking at what the Draft Wizard is telling me to do. 
they're selecting. Uh, they're telling me James Cook is out there. I should consider him. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Khalil Herbert, A.J. Dillon, Rashad Penny. Lots of those guys out there. You know what's funny? When it comes to the running back situation in Buffalo, kind of feeling a little bit more Damian Harris. I feel like that's kind of unpopular, but you know what? I'm not used to being unpopular. That works for me. Wide receivers out there still, the few that I think I can live with as a potential flex kind of guy. So I'm going to go ahead and take Damian Harris because I think at the end of the day, he gets all the touchdowns. And I think at the end of the day, he gets a lot more work than people realize. Rashad Penny, interesting. Antonio Gibson, I just don't know if I'm buying the hype yet or not when it comes to him. Uh, We'll have that discussion at a later time, though, on a later show. Marcus Grant, you are on the clock for 810. What do you have? Oh, I figure we can have a conversation now. <laughs> well, you want, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your short thirty-second clock here, my friend. No, all good. No, I, I, I'm kind of buying in. I'm buying into the Washington. Oh, you took Gibson. Yes, let's I have did. the conversation. <laughs> yes, please, by all Here's means, the, do it. I, I'm, I'm buying into the the Washington running backs right about this spot in drafts. You know, eighth, ninth, tenth round, something like that. Either he or Brian Robinson. Maybe it's a little bit of of Eric Bieniemy derangement syndrome. I'm not sure what it is. Um, I, I do think they're they're going to figure out how to better use these guys though than in years past right and i think especially now we're talking about a half point ppr um the chance to get gibson who is going to be the pass catching back no more jd mckissick there i think you see a few extra targets go that way i i like gibson's opportunity um you know it, it could completely blow up in my face i'm willing to admit that but at least for now i i'm i'm buying into the hype you know that they're talking about there listen man i also think considering whenever you start that early wide receiver build you have to take these kind of chances antonio gibson is one of those guys that makes a lot of sense because he has there's very few guys in this range that have the upside to finish well above their range so i'm all for that uh laquan you had the next selection who'd you take uh, I took Brandon Cooks. Um, I really feel as though he's in a new spot. We kind of know how this story goes. He's putting up a thousand yards. And he's putting up eighty catches, and he's been a solid wide receiver too. Whenever he landed in a new situation, so remember his time in New England, New England with the Rams. You know, mm-hmm. even New Orleans where he started out, and it's like he's going to ball out no matter what. And you're dealing with Dak at quarterback. That offense is explosive. They're averaging thirty points per game and you know Dak is you know on the on the side where he needs to get these turnovers down but I think Brandon Cooks <laughs> kind of helps that out yes he does Do you hear that Dak I selected you you need to get the turnovers <laughs> down Laquan and I are begging you for the love of God get him down Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore go with the turn I'm so mad because Elijah Moore is the guy that I wanted to make it back to me I can't believe is another guy that until some other you know short yardage pass catcher shows up into this system here I'm all in on Elijah Moore at the ADP. 901 is a great spot. Khalil Herbert, you selected with your next pick, Laquan. So let's talk about that Bears backfield. How do you feel about this? The Bears backfield is like probably impossible trying to figure out who's going to do what because they're all ballers back there. And I, I really love Khalil Herbert, but to be honest, I didn't like taking him at this spot. I feel, feel as though I could have waited, but the clock was kind of down. But that's the point of drafting, man. You, you got to be ready on your toes. But Khalil Herbert, he's definitely a guy you know who's explosive. He has enough on tape where you know this guy is going to break away for like 70 yards and a touchdown. So I really like that upside there. And hopefully, you know, he can get involved in the passing game as well. Continuing to throw darts at the running back position is Marcus Grant. You threw another one at Elijah Mitchell. Let's hear about it. Yeah, I mean, look, this was a little bit of, of you know, I, I played the game and lost, right? I was hoping that, <laughs> that I, was, I was hoping that either Brandon Cooks or or Elijah Moore was going to come back to me. Neither one of them did. But I, I don't mind Mitchell here because, uh, one, I think when you, you notice what happened when Christian McCaffrey went to San Francisco, he wasn't playing 80, 90 percent of the snaps. Mm-hmm. He played about two thirds of the snaps. Kyle Shanahan was rotating other guys in when Mitchell is healthy. He's going to be that guy that rotates in. So he's going to have a role in this offense. And. If something were to happen to Christian McCaffrey, it's not unthinkable. Then Mitchell walks into a really large opportunity in San Francisco. So it wasn't maybe the pick that I wanted to make, but I felt like it was a decent pivot because I didn't like any of the receivers left uh, at that point. There is a wide receiver out there that I like that I'm hoping comes back to me, but I'm not I'm not anticipating it. Well, considering how you, myself and Laquan all feel about the same players, I'm glad this is the only draft <laughs> so far this year we're doing together because it's going to get ugly out there in the streets. All right. Juju Smith-Schuster was my selection. Once again, there's nobody else to really throw the football to so i'm just not gonna overthink this one uh juju is good enough he doesn't have to be spectacular because it's an unspectacular all grinding out kind of offense 
where they're just going to plug him over there. He's going to get a ton of targets, and hopefully that volume will be enough. And there will be some quality volume, too, now that they have an actual offensive coordinator. Last year was a complete joke in New England. I'm sure Andrew Erickson could go on for days, but the live stream won't be long enough of how upset he was about how the offense ran in New England last year. But after uh, Juju goes, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, there you go. Nine, uh, where are we at? Uh, Michael Thomas went uh, after that at 9.06. So that's your official Michael Thomas marker for those of you who still care. Gabe Davis is next at 9.07. Then Zay Flowers, who I'm very high on, goes to Scrubs. Brian Robinson goes next. Then Erickson, you finally start breaking down and taking some running backs. Let's talk about him. Yes, Majay Ryan. Look, we don't know the exact health of Javante Williams after he had a multi-ligament tear last year in his knee. Now, the reports have been... Yeah, he's going to be okay. He'll be ready. Maybe he'll be ready. Maybe he won't be. I've seen the story before. This is J.K. Dobbins 2.0 all over again, <laughs> which means Samaj P. Run's going to be lacing him up week one as the week one starter, and I got him in the ninth round. So I like that. Okay. Uh, J- Jacoby Myers. Yeah, shots fired there. Jacoby Myers, <laughs> Alan Lazard, then it's a turn, Chigakonkwo, followed by James Cook at 10.02. We're in the 10th round now, Jamal Williams at 10.03. So this is another one, too, where you know when you're just trying to – Take shots at running back. Look for scoring upside. Certainly, Jamal Williams had a lot more scoring upside than anybody. touchdowns. Is that all? I feel like, yeah. He could score half of those, and he'd still score more touchdowns than most running backs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a sad state of affairs, but true. So uh, how do you feel, honestly, like about this build? So Nick Chubb is your hero guy. So you've gone hero RB, and now with P. Ryan and Jamal Williams, you think you can piece it together considering how great your wide receiving core is? Yeah, because I'm looking at week one. You know, you're, I'm going to be churning through my RB2 spot through the waiver wire, through trades all year long with this roster. But I'm looking at week one. We don't know when Kamara is going to get suspended. He may not even be on the field. Who's going to be the starter for the Saints with the easiest schedule in the NFL? Oh, Jamal Williams. And the same thing with Javante. Don't know if he's going to be available week one. So I think we're for week one, I like the prospects of a Samaj Pierre or a Jamal Williams. And I can play whoever has the better outlook in that week. But I, I don't want to be locked into an RB2. I'm going to be fluctuating that position throughout my throughout the season. At least that's my idea. And then just winning on the margins with wide receiver and flex. All right. Uh, continuing to win on the margins. I'm going to go ahead and make my pick, and then I'll recap the rest here for everyone as we go. Multitasking. Who said men can't multitask? They're wrong. Look at me right now. All of these picking, commentating, doing reads, a lot going on. All right, let's continue on here. Uh, after your selections here, let me recap what happened. After Samaje Piran, Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, Chig, James Cook, uh, then we had Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, Rashad Penny, Jamison Williams, who's going to miss six games to start the season. Zach Charbonnet, I was hoping you would make it to me. He did not. Uh, Style one took Darnell Mooney. I took Odell Beckham because they're paying him. And I'm of the mind of, here's what I'm of the mind of, gentlemen. See if you back me up on this. Follow the money. Follow the money. That often tells you what a team thinks they're going to be doing more often than not. So I love Zay Flowers. I probably would have taken Zay Flowers first. But Odell's still around there, and Rashad Bateman can't stay on the field. Uh, Who did you take next, Marcus, with your 10-10 selection? Well, one, I was afraid that you were going to take this guy. I was glad Nico Collins made it back to me because I've become a Nico Collins fan. Why? Tell me why. I know the the offense is going to be bad, but he right now projects as the number one receiver in Houston. And in a team that's going to be trailing and throwing the football a lot, uh, I do think a lot of targets are coming his way. And look, as a fourth wide receiver, um, I'm cool with it. I have no problems at all taking him there. Um, and like, by, by the way, your, your follow the money thing with Odell, like I get it, except the money doesn't make him not old and off coming off two Ooh. bad knees. Like that, that doesn't that doesn't help. Well, him. He's only that got one that bad knee. That doesn't got back fix. Play <laughs> <laughs> you know? with no like, knee with the brand. I get, I get what you're saying, but like that doesn't that doesn't give them the fountain of youth just because he got. Paid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we shall see. Again, he's my fifth wide receiver, so I'll live with that. Hot take. I think that John Mechie leads the Texans in Ooh. receptions and receiving yards this year. Not Dalton Schultz. Not Nico Collins. John Mechie to Alabama, who moved the chains and then let Jamison Williams go make splash plays. That's the dude for so, so that'll CJ's be Nico. Trap. That'll be Nico on the outside. That's the there guy I want. They ain't ready yet to do that. Uh, this is not this is not a team that's coached by Nick Saban last time I checked. Jarek McKinnon goes next to you, Laquan. So you're hoping for a little bit of a repeat of what happened last year for the uh, Chiefs RBs? Look, man, yeah, they bring him back. I mean, they want to get him involved, and he was explosive, man. He put points on 
the board, but I kind of got shook, you know, with you guys taking Nico Collins and Odell Beckham. I'm like, man, where do I pivot now? I got to go running back. You guys, you know, sniping the hell out of me. Man. Well, this is this is why we're here to have some fun. Nico and... Collins ca- causing an absolute earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, I wanted him. <laughs> Who would have thought? After Nico Collins, uh, Jerry McKinnon, then Jeffrey Wilson Jr. at the turn, we're going to start with Rondell Moore in the 11th round. Tyler Algier at 11:02 to Laquan. Uh, so Laquan, talk about Tyler Algier and why you want to throw shade at me. Listen, I was a huge Tyler Algier fan last year. You know, I was campaigning for him to be safe in the draft. And, you know, there you go, B. John Robertson. But the Falcons are going to run the ball. And I really feel as though he's still going to be involved in some some capacity where he's going to be able to have some type of, you know, good weeks where he's relevant, where he scores and stuff like that. So, you know, I'll take him. No problem. All right. Uh, and Marcus Grant doing what I probably should have done, which is just kind of waiting and hanging in there and then being aggressive on Anthony Richardson. So the upside is clear. Marcus Grant, let's talk more expectations because everybody knows the upside is breaking football, but he is a rookie. He's got some inexperience there. He's also got talent and measurables that we've never seen his like before. So what is your expectation for Richardson in 23? I think the expectation is that he's sort of Justin Fields light. Um, you know, that, that even even if he doesn't throw all that well, right? And I, I think that's what everybody believes, that he still has work as a passer, that his rushing ability is going to keep him afloat and that he will have, he will put up a few QB1 weeks. It You know, there, there will be some weeks where you want to, you know, close your eyes and, and look away, <laughs> but there will be some weeks that are legitimate QB1 weeks. And I, that's sort of what I'm banking on. I mean, he's my second quarterback. I just wanted the upside, right? I just wanted mm-hmm. the athleticism and the upside there uh, just to see what it could be. Like, I don't want to be the person on the sidelines being like, man, I should have should have taken that pick in the 11th round. So like, <laughs> That's exactly so what it would have sounded like, too. It was a really exactly, good impression. Exactly what it would have sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, if you're watching here on the YouTube channel, I know you are, make sure you subscribe to Fantasy Pros and make sure you like this video, too, because it really doesn't take a whole lot to just tap a thumbs up i mean it's pretty easy so we appreciate that and of course we want to hear from you if you're watching on the back end not live drop some comments in the chat and uh, then we can go ahead and uh, read them afterwards who are the picks that you like what are the picks you don't like tell us why tyler lock is being undervalued uh i took sky more because i'm not going to quit yet uh this is the part in most drafts where i start to just take kansas city chiefs wide receivers and just light a candle in church and just hope that, uh, you know, somebody at some point works out. Raheem Mostert goes next, then David Njoku, Devin Singletary, Tyler Boyd, Zay Jones. I almost took this guy and Erickson took him. This is what happens when you spend too much time together. Devon A-Chain, Erickson, let's go. I think that he's the perfect fit in this Miami offense outside zone. The guy can take one step and show off the track speed. 80-yard touchdown. Look, I don't think Raheem Mostert's going to stay healthy. I think Jeff Wilson's just a guy. And as long as Dalvin Cook doesn't sign in Miami, then I think it's a great pick. But we'll see. Okay. And then you took another running back, Kendra Miller, too. Real quick, how does does Mostert last beyond Wilson? Like, I feel like I'd rather have Raheem Mostert than Jeff Wilson, if if, if I'm picking between the two of them. That's just I I think it's because Mostert's 31. And I don't know. I I feel like Wilson has more left, maybe. That's how I, I, do it. I, you know, I think I think Marcus, you're right. It shouldn't happen, but I think everybody's tolerance for, you know, Mostert at this point and the lack of play. I think that's the problem. Is and look, like, I get it. Like all, all three of those guys, Wilson, Mostert, and Chain, yeah. they're all bunched relatively close together. So it's not like you know one is head and shoulders above the other. But, well, yeah. there's one that is, and his name is Dalvin Cook. So when he signs that, <laughs> well, he there's that. that. Yes. Uh, Adam Thielen goes off. after A-Chain, then Romeo Dobbs. Hunter Renfro starts the 12th round. Deonta Foreman, then Kendra Miller. So BPE right here, Erickson is basically giving you the blueprint for hero running back. You take the hero running back, you crush every pick, and then you just start throwing running backs to the wall and seeing who sticks. And I like what you're doing here, Erickson. And I don't like saying positive things to you, but I'm going to have to here. So let's talk about Kendra Miller in this election. Your expectations for him this season. I, I absolutely love Kendra Miller as a rusher. I thought it was very indicative that the Saints drafted him so high when he didn't have any pre-draft testing. Like usually when you see guys not test at all because of injuries, they fall dramatically in the draft, not Kendra Miller, especially with the class that we liked a lot of these running backs. And he was still a day two pick. So Again, we don't know when Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended. We don't know what the deal with him is. He wasn't really effective last year as a rusher. So I don't know what Kendrick Miller and what Jamal Williams' roles are going to be. But I know that the minute that Kamara gets suspended, they're not going to be available this late in drafts. So I'm trying to get some closing line value here with some of these Saints players trying to get 
ahead of the news, similar to with Dalvin Cook. You know, Alexander Madison was so much cheaper before Dalvin Cook was officially released, even though we all kind of saw it happening. Kamara's going to get suspended at some point. Don't know when, don't know what games, but it's going to happen, and it's going to open up opportunities for these other Saints running backs who I think can deliver um, good offense, easy schedule. All right. Uh, so good stuff there from Andrew Erickson uh, on these picks here. Again, if you want to do har- Hero RB, he's giving you the whole roadmap. This is the way to do it. DJ Charco's next, then Donovan Peoples-Jones. Kirk Cousins to O-Dog McTunda selects John Mechie right from under me. He must be watching it live. Ha-ha, McTunda. I'll talk to you in Discord afterwards. We'll have a chat, <laughs> you and I. Geno Smith goes next to Stai Wani. Uh, then I selected Roshan Johnson because I'm going to go ahead and troll Laquan a little bit and uh, take the best – running back in that backfield because his name is Roshan Johnson. Uh, Gus Edwards to you, Marcus Grant. Oh so how do you feel God. about the selection here? I, every time I, every time I look at go to the draft, like I have to Google, like did something happen to Gus Edwards? That I <laughs> like, I don't understand. I just don't understand. How uh, knee surgery. That for the uh, last yeah. two. Yeah. But here's the thing, but JK Dobbins, right? Like, I mean, he's coming off injury. Their production, their usage has been almost identical the last couple of years, but one goes so much earlier than the other, right? Like, I get it. Everybody's in on J.K. Dobbins, which I I guess uh, taking the bus is much more economical. Like, I'm I'm always going to do that. (laughs) Take it. Laquan, you're up next for your selection. What do you have? This was another pivot I had to make because I was going to take Gus to bus for those exact reasons. Well, I, I, really... I, here's the, I took Gus because uh, Andrew took Kendra Miller. That's where I was going to go. I'm getting tortured over here, man. Like, I'm pivoting last Why did you get back you for taking Nico Collins? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is just getting ugly. This is falling apart very quickly here on us. Uh, all right, go ahead, Laquan. Talk about your selection here a little more. But, but man, listen, um, it, it, Cole Komet finished the season <laughs> – so good that it's so underrated i mean i feel as though him and justin fields built that chemistry the back end of that season where you know we're talking about cole Komet as a top five top three tight end on the back end of the season where he was making very productive catches he's in stride and justin field just looked completely better as a passer in the back end of the season and i'm hoping that momentum can go you know into this next season Okay, after you take Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth goes. Interesting you took Komet over Fryermuth. That would be my only thing. I love Cole Komet. Party shares there in, in, you know, in Pittsburgh, but I'm going with Cole Komet with the momentum how he finished last season. Because this whole hype with George Pickens is kind of getting out of crazy, so it might be a second. (laughs) All right, Jalen Warren goes next, then Michael Gallup back to you, Laquan Jones. Now, Michael Gallup says he's got a spring in his step, so he's a year removed from that knee surgery now. You buy in this spring? Uh, I'm I'm buying it. I'm buying into Michael. I'm buying into the Cowboys offense as a whole, as a whole actually this season. And I think Michael Gallup might pop out some weeks where he he's popping up as a solid flex. So I'm going to bank on you know he made Amari Cooper kind of look like an R, a wide receiver too. You know back when you know he was back with the Cowboys at one point. So I think Michael Gallup has the talent. He just needs to stay healthy. Uh, Wandell Robinson goes next to Marcus here. Uh, this is a Giants wide receiver room that is crowded to say the least uh do you have any clarity marcus of how you like to approach this no Uh, ladies and gentlemen again that's marcus grant from nfl network (laughs) generally speaking look i I mean i think i think think darren waller's guy who's going to lead this team in targets i like wandale robinson i mean here's the thing i i Anytime I'm drafting a Giants wide receiver, you're looking 13th, 14th round, something like that. I like Wandale Robinson because I think they screwed it up with Kadarius Toney, and this is their chance to sort of have a do-over, to have that guy that you can kind of use in a lot of different ways, get him the football, and just sort of let his athleticism take over. So I either take him or I'll take Jalen Hyatt, who's the guy who looks like he's going to be on the outside, kind of that big splash play field stretcher sort of guy. So when I'm looking at the Giants wide receiver room, it's either Robinson or it's Hyatt. Those are the only two guys that I really have any interest in this year. Just wait for Isaiah Hodgins to prove us all wrong again. Of course. So after Wandell Robinson, I mean, I picked him up everywhere last year, and let me tell you, no complaints. No complaints about Isaiah Hodgins. I took Rashid Shahid because this is another one. I can't believe I have him and Olave. That's not my ideal situation. But I'm at the point where I'm just taking talent. That's what I'm trying to do here. Kenneth Gainwell goes next. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Chuba Hubbard, Jerome Ford, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Ezekiel Elliott goes to Big Pot Energy. Go ahead, talk about him. Look, this is half PPR. I need touchdowns. Look, if Zeke goes anywhere and has any fantasy value, it's because he's going to be a goal line back because he's got no other juice besides outside the five-yard line. <laughs> so if he signs back with Dallas, great. Look, he could sign with the Chargers. Kellen Moore is there. I need a red zone back. Take a, take some pressure off Austin Eckler. Give it to Zeke. Ten touchdowns. 
yeah, I got no problem with this at all. This is a great value on Zeke. When he does sign somewhere, he'll probably move up at least, what, three rounds, my guess is, in casual drafts, maybe more like four more. Uh, after that, Greg Dulcich, then Tyler Higby, Tank Bigsby, Stealth Goblin there, Tank Bigsby in it up. Uh, Alec Pierce goes next, and then BPE, who took the Cowboys defense. After that, KJ Osborne, Van Jefferson. I know that upset you, Laquan. I thought you might want to do that with your last pick, knowing you. Curtis Samuel, uh, Jalen Hyatt goes to McTunda. Style took uh, Chase Claypool. I took the San Francisco 49ers defense because where I am in the draft, I'd rather get the defenses I want. Uh, Marcus, you took a guy that I've been taking late in drafts too. It's Dalton Kincaid because I just believe he's going to be playing a lot more slot than people realize. Do you see it the same way? I do. Um, I also think that, look, I, I, I joked at the beginning about having to get a Trojan or whatever. I also still have nightmares about what Dalton Kincaid did to SC uh, during the regular season. I mean, I watched that game and I was like, that's not fair that Utah gets to play Travis Kelsey. I don't understand. Um, but I think he's going to get on the field a lot. And I do think they're going to sort of relegate Dawson Knox to more of an inline sort of situation, make him block uh, the occasional target. But I think Dalton Kincaid uh, really has a chance to, to be an impact player this year. Kincaid, then Jared Goff, Isaiah Hodgins in the 14th round, 15th round starts off Eagles, then Paris Campbell to you. So Laquan, you took Jared Goff, you took Paris Campbell. Uh, how do you feel about uh, these last two picks? Uh, Jared Goff really impressed me last season, and I think a lot of people, you know, were out on him. But, you know, his his football IQ, his quarterback IQ actually increased. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception since week nine. I mean, that's unheard mm -hmm. of for Jared Goff and his decision making as a Rams fan who watched it very closely. It's like, man, he has the weapons now and he has the bunch of talent around him. Gibbs is there, man. I'm just buying into Jared Goff as my QB, too, you know, going all in on him. All right, Troy, uh, now that the draft has wrapped, if you could just click on that uh, little pick analysis, we could see who won the draft. I, of course, took Rashi Rice with my last pick because, as I said, this is the part of the draft where I just start selecting Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers, and I'll probably be wrong about every single one of them. Uh, that's how it goes. Uh, after that, Andrew, who was your last selection here? I took Mike Gusecki as my starting tight end because I think nice. that he actually could lead the Patriots in targets because Juju Smith-Schuster's knees are messed up. Like, okay. does not have healthy knees. So give me Gusecki, proven he's been a tight end one before in fantasy. And look, he's this year's Evan Ingram. Everyone wrote him off because he sucked on the Giants, <laughs> sucked on his last team, they uh, paid him, new guy. Mike Gusecki's good to go. Well, speaking of good to go, I don't know what your grades were, gentlemen, but this might be a first. I got an A+, plus, a 97. Oh. Somehow the draft wizard smiled upon me today. I can only assume it's because I went back-to-back -back running back in the half PPR. They said, that's a good boy, Joey P., you didn't screw up with all your stupid wide receivers you take all the time, but uh, I'm still probably going to do that anyway when there's big money on the line. However, it looks like I won the draft, which means that probably this will be the last podcast we ever do. Uh, I don't know how this <laughs> happened, but I'm going to leave on a high note. True Costanza form. Chris, congratulations. You were second and McTunda was third. Let's see how the rest of our friends did. Laquan. What grade did uh, you get from the draft wizard? Uh, a big F and an F. Oh, that's <laughs> not Jesus. I lost. I didn't know we had those even. Yeah. Um, Marcus Grant, would you like to share your draft? Uh, I got a, I got a C. Okay. I'm perfectly average. So no summer school for you. So you still get to go and have fun with your friends. Uh, BPE, Andrew Erickson, how'd you guys do in the draft here? How, how'd you look this squad? Your, your hero RB equated to what? Randy Moss, 84 out of 100. B. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and a really good squad, too, I might add. Uh, you were at the sixth spot. Uh, so I just want to, once again, thank everybody that joined us from our Discord. If you want to be involved in one of these, this is a great fun. They do mock drafts all the time. It's a great group of people. There's fantasy discussion going on all the time. We've got baseball channels, betting channels. FantasyPros.com slash chat. And I assure you, if you go premium with all the Fantasy Pros tools, you also get all those stages, all those extra access on Discord, including getting to do cool stuff like this. And I love our community there. Uh, who liked my draft? Well, you know, Joe Pizapia liked it the most of anybody, which I love me some me, as I always say. Who didn't like my draft? Uh, my friend Joe Arico didn't like my draft. He doesn't like my selection of B. John Robinson or Chris Olave. He ain't having it. Erickson, uh, any experts, maybe like a Marcus Grant or a Laquan Jones like your draft? Uh, I don't know, guys. Did you like? You guys like my draft? Uh, well, no, 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 no. I don't want the actual opinion. I want their robot AI opinion. <laughs> their, their robot AI opinions are uh, staying quiet at this time. 
Okay, not, they have not told me <laughs> what they go. want to do. Uh, Dave Kluge from Football Guys likes my draft. Hey, the Kluge. Uh, Joey Wright from Front Yard Fantasy likes my draft. So, and Mark Ringo from Sleepers Busts likes my draft. So they like Mary Cooper, Jerry Judy, some Nick Chubb enthusiasts. Love it. All right, let's let's really break down the teams real quick, and then we'll head out for the day. So, Marcus, you're going to go to war here with Trevor Lawrence, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, but you've got Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross, and Brown. That is sexy, my friend. That is really something else. Mark Andrews, Brandon Ayuk, then Antonio Gibson, the Jets. Defense, your bench, you've got Anthony Richardson on the bench just in case he explodes. Same thing with Dalton Kincaid, Elijah Mitchell, Gus Edwards, Nico Collins, Wandell Robinson. How do you feel this went for you, and is this a team that you feel comfortable going out there and competing with? I think it's not a bad team. Uh, I mean, I, I think part of the reason that, you know, the draft was just don't like it is because, you know, at the moment, Dalvin Cook is a free agent. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, at the moment, uh, I'm projected to score the same number of fantasy points as Dalvin Cook. But I do think that in, <laughs> in the long term, I like it. I think there's a lot of upside with Trevor Lawrence, like I said. So I, I'm actually cool with it. I love my wide receivers. Uh, I like my tight end a lot. I think, I think, you know, it's one of those things that right now in mid-June, looks a little speculative i think once we get to august and september though it'll it'll start to round into shape a little bit more all right uh laquan jones lamar jackson joe mixon deandre swift then cooper cup jalen waddle man it was a ppr i think you would have finished better than an f my friend uh christian kirk dalton schultz brandon cooks khalil herbert jared goff cole Komet, jarek mckinnon tyler algier michael gallup and paris campbell he said screw that i'm not taking a defense i'll figure it out later i like your moxie my friend so uh how do you feel about this roster now that you're looking back on it Looking back, and I really love my wide receivers, man. Vime is king, and it's always going to be king. And these guys have tons of red zone presence, and they have tons of touchdown upside. So I absolutely love that. Now, my running backs, you know, uh, I kind of went to cut against the grain with you know Khalil Herbert there in the ninth round, but I, I I definitely feel as though I'm looking at all upside, you know, with my bench running backs. My my one and two with Swift and Mixon, I think a lot of touchdowns are on the table for them, man. Okay, let's talk about Andrew Erickson's squad here. Joe Burrow, Nick Chubb, Jamal Williams, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, D.K. Metcalf. That is also a really good trio there with Nick Chubb at the top and a real top five quarterback in Joe Burrow. Mike Gusecki is the tight end and Jerry Judy, another stellar wide receiver. Dallas defense, then Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, taking the youth, taking the opportunity, throwing darts at running back. Samaji Pirine, Devon A. Chain, Kendra Miller, and Ezekiel Elliott. Erickson, I feel like you're pretty pleased with this. I mean, this is pretty much when I go into a draft and I don't know what's going to happen. This is kind of the plan I want to come out with. So obviously I'll adjust on the fly. If certain guys fall, you know, random things happen in drafts. But if I can have my way, I, I want to follow a hero RB approach and I want it to kind of look like this. So so I'm really happy with it. Now, am I thrilled about having Mike Gusecki as my starting tight end? No, but I also had to spend zero draft capital to get him. And I have Mike Gusecki and all the other tight ends in the waiver wire pool because I have no allegiance to Gusecki. If he doesn't fire week one, he's gone. And I'm going to wow. find somebody else to fill in as my tight end. So, again, if you yeah, miss out rough. on one of these elite guys, Seriously. just wait at the position because you'll have the entire waiver wire and the entire year to try to find someone to replace your, your tight end slot. Great or late. It's way harsh, Andrew Erickson. It really is. All right, here's my squad. Dak Prescott, B. John Robinson, Najee Harris, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts, Damian Harris. Again, this is half PPR, so I'm looking for some touchdowns. San Fran defense. And on the bench, I got Juju. I've got Odell, Sky Moore, Rashi Rice, Rashid Shahid, and Roshan Johnson. That's a cool group of names, too. Marcus Grant. Uh, I've known you probably the longest here in any of this group, so I'm going to let you break this team down. What do you think about this squad? Um, let's see. Let's go look at this. I, I mean, I think Bijan is is going to be huge. I I look at your wide receivers. You I don't love have Chris to Olave. sugarcoat it. I feel like you're trying to spare my feelings. I already no, got an really A plus. You can't I, knock me down off the pedestal. I already feel great. I, I, I mean, you already you've already won the draft. So anything I say really just doesn't even matter. <laughs> it does matter because again, we don't live in a world of robots yet. I Maybe think two or three think, years. I think Dak's going to be better than people give him credit for. I think having mm -hmm. Brandon Cooks cuts down on those turnovers a lot because you look at who he was throwing to last year. It was C.D. Lamb, kind of a, a hobble Dalton Schultz, and then Tony Pollard, and that was it. So I think Brandon Cooks helps a lot. I I have concerns about Christian Watson. I think I think the ceiling is high. I think mm -hmm. the floor potentially is really low, and so hopefully absolutely get you more to that ceiling than than. Uh, then the floor. I'm in on Kyle Pitts again because all of us fantasy nerds, we just can't quit him. No, just not yet. Him. Not yet. Um, I'm trying to look where else. Like, I, well, I, but I think Juju is the kind of guy where it's like, look, you want the boring guy, you take Juju later. You want the upside, take Christian Watson. Doesn't work out. You've got well, so to you, plug and you play. You gotta have both. Like, here's the thing. Right. Your wide receivers could be amazing. Like, if Odell 
hits, if Juju hits, it's going to be incredible. Um, you know, I just, I have concerns. That's all. I, I have concerns too, despite the A+. <laughs> but that's the whole point. That's why we're doing this. And you should do it too. Download the Draft Wizard app. Go to fantasypros.com slash draft wizard. Run the mock draft simulations. Get some friends, enemies, colleagues together. Run some of yourself or go join our Discord, fantasypros.com slash chat and go hang out with that crazy group of people there because they mock draft all the time and they will get you ready. Believe me, they will. Make sure if you haven't, subscribe to Fantasy Pro's YouTube channel. Click that little bell to let goes ding. And drop the comments below because I want to know from you who won the draft. Which team do you like? Which team do you hate? Be nice, though. This is just football. So please be kind. We're just talking about football stuff here. And I want to especially thank our guests for coming on today. Laquan Jones, Marcus Grant, and of course, Mr. Big Pod Energy. Shout out also to our boy Troy, who is running... The ones and twos today is making everything work here on the draft board on the technical end. And uh, again, you know, when it comes to multitasking, it's it's me. I'm running the draft. I'm getting A pluses after this. Who knows? Might go run a couple miles. I don't know. Who knows what's in store for me the rest of the day. But gentlemen, again, I just want to thank everyone for joining us, especially our friends in our Discord community for drafting with us today. Don't forget also, they got best ball going on. Over on DraftKings, you can sign up today. $10 million in guaranteed prizes. Go download the DraftKings app and get involved in that contest right now and use that fantasy code Fantasy Pros when you do because that best ball tournament is going on and we want you to be a part of it again. Fantasy Pros is the code. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on for Laquan, Marcus, and Mr. Big Pot Energy, Andrew Erickson. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.